Welcome back to the No Judging Necessary podcast, where we got the opinions like DC, we're crazy like Gaethje, and we're as high as O'Malley. With a podcast for five fans that want to see fists flying, don't want to wait on the judges. I'm your host, Brick, and as always, my cornerman, Nil and Maddie P. How we doing, boys? Big chilling on this Thursday. Right? Thursday to talk some fights. We back. Coming off of a massive like straight card. weeks. Yeah, it was a massive card. <clears throat> I killed it actually. Bet wise, I was right on like everything. It's I made like three hundred bucks and then lost it all on the Super Bowl. Yeah, yikes, bro! That's I live I live bet the fucking Bengals when it looked like neither team could do anything, and I was like, "Yep, okay, bam," Same. which is live live mass. Fuck me. Yeah, I hit a couple props, so I only lost like half my monies, but I lost. I lost. It was not good. <laughs> I was heavy on the Bengals too. But um, hey, the fights were fun though. Let's talk yeah, that. it was Fuck a great that. card. It really delivered. It was one of those cards that, like, on the surface, to some casual fans, might not be like, oh, the greatest pay per view card of all time. But it really did deliver. Where do we want to kick it off? I mean. The fight that was absolute chaos. Douglas Silva Dan Josh against Sergey Morozov. Chaos. Oh, yeah. One of the more chaotic almost, fights I've seen in a while. I was so mad at this one because I was the whole week I was leaning on, I was like, Douglas is fucking a big underdog here, but he's a fucking scrapper. I was like, I didn't bet on it either way, but I was like, that's a lot of dog. And I fucked up because I definitely should have bet on that. Yeah, I thought there was a lot of value in Andrade, and you could see it. I mean, they were very evenly matched on the feet, and then just when it finally, the gas tank and the ground game really won it for Andrade. Yeah, but didn't Morozov clip him early? Oh, yeah. And it looks like, yeah, this is a fucking bananas fight for how many minutes did it last? Eight minutes? Eight and a half minutes? Yikes. That really only got into the second round? Yeah, that was eight and a half minutes of wow. fight time. It was chaos. That bro. seemed like a full 15. Correct. Like, well, it, it was, was so much action. Like that. It was fucking wild. It was like my little chihuahuas when they fight. It was just like all on each other, man. They're not giving themselves any space. I loved it. Yeah, I'd watch them fight again for sure. Then a bit of a run of decisions. Not much to talk about other than uh, Carlos getting you know, a dub over Fabio. Fabio. I know. I yeah. gotta tell you, man, that just wasn't a good stylistic matchup for him. Um, but yeah, I don't like how in fact Olberg was not like trying. Like he was just like trying to look flashy and be like, my yeah. friend, if you have I that think- big striking advantage, yeah, you're winning. You're close to a victory. But, bruh, like, you want to stay on the prelims? Like, no, get your ass a fucking knockout and get put your hands yeah. on it. You're landing we'll, 60% of your strikes. We'll speak more into it, in, into it later when we get into, like, the main event recap. But I'm starting to think that there's a problem of this certain gym that likes to play counter-strike and sit on the outside. And they're they literally too comfortable. Literally. They're a little too comfortable <laughs> doing that. And yeah, we'll get into it later. City light boxing for sure. Yeah, City it's just, <laughs> they're just yeah they're they're getting into they're getting into some weird shit over there, and I don't know quite know what's going on, but I couldn't I mean, agree more. I know, and I know also, Volk is 
I know Volk isn't there all the time, but Volk won th- with against Max via leg kick. Izzy's been mm. winning via leg kick. Olberg's the excuse leg. the excuse can't always be that you're waiting on the opponent to go. At some point, you got to create some magic. You know what I mean? Right. You can't just be like, "Well, we thought he was going to be a bit more aggressive <laughs> and storm at us," they're but they weren't. They're getting they're dubs. That's kind of what I was about to say. Is like. It might not be the most entertaining fight, but it is a safer fight. They're protecting their fighters and they're winning. So they're until that doesn't stop, <laughs> until they're not winning, I don't see why you change the formula. Yeah, no, I agree. If if, it, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So right, but yeah, I mean, we had a we had a good fight with the Kyler Phillips and Rojo next. That was a pretty good scrap. I thought Rojo would do a little better, but Kyler Phillips, man. Yeah, he's a problem. He's, he's a problem. Really a problem. Sure. Like, I don't know what he's going to do if and when he gets to the top five, but I think until then, I don't know if there's really anyone who can just Bro, go at that pace with him. Throw that spinning back kick, though. <laughs> yeah, that was a little too much, but... I think people are going to capitalize. When you run into an Algerman Sterling and you throw that miss, yeah. and all of a sudden he's on, into a double leg and you're on your ass. Or he that's just takes you right. back because you're out of position or whatever. Yeah, that's where I think he's almost – Kyler's got to almost – it sounds crazy because, like, normally you want them to keep adding on their game, you know, keep improving. But it's almost like, dude, get back to what made you good. Like, just I chain mean, wrestle, be aggressive, you know, decent striking but simple striking, you know, just you know high combination, high level combination. He had before, like, hey, if I keep throwing these, that's going to make him give space and be backed up. And then I work well in space against somebody like this. Right. So maybe it was a calculative move. I don't know. But it just seemed like a lot of them were just air balls. Yeah, exactly. And it seemed, but also, I guess with a guy like Kyler Phillips, you don't really worry about like, oh, that's going to burn the gas tank. This is a, this is a soccer reference for Kyler Phillips. I'm starting to think that he could beat any team that's not in the Champions League. But if he faced a team in the Champions League, I'm like, eh, I don't know about this. But I'm starting to think that he could fight or beat anyone in a fight that's not Champions League level. Well, and also, Rojo is not a known grappler. So he was like, hey, I could throw whatever the fuck I want. It's not like if I'm out of position, he's going to take right. me down. So, you know. Yeah, that could have just been bad, sad. I should have bet on submission, too. It seemed obvious now that it happened. Yeah. There's been a few times where he hasn't quite been able to finish it and just sort of dominates it out to a decision. So that but I do kind of think we fall into this lull of Kyler Phillips of like, ooh, flashy, exciting, chaotic, that we don't think like sub. And that might kind of be like who he is, right? And so that kind of throws throws me off a bit, because he's good on the ground, for sure. The judges' not necessary fight of the night: Casey O'Neill versus Roxanne Modafferi. What in the fuck was this judge doing, bro? I don't know what the fuck they were watching. I I fell asleep halfway through, and I knew who won that fight. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Casey dominated. Like Casey, no every time I looked to... at her, Casey, Casey outstruck her like twenty round, twenty strikes each round, and then some judge was like, "Oh, well, Roxanne got a half an ass takedown once, so let's give her the round." Right? She literally set the record for most significant <laughs> strikes landed in a flyweight matchup, and you're trying to tell me she lost? Like, the fuck are we doing? So. 
I don't think I hope that, that guy doesn't have a split. job anymore. But what the fuck? I can't believe that. I was shocked. Definitely not a split decision. I mean, she just beat her up for three rounds, and Roxanne was trying to keep coming forward and get takedown. It wasn't working. That that fight would have played out for an hour, the same way it played out for fifteen minutes. It would have just been Roxanne trying to come forward, grab a takedown, and Casey just piecing her up until she fell. Like the one last thing on Roxanne. Did y'all see that tweet that was going kind of viral? That it was like Roxanne got a thirty percent win percentage, and uh, Sam Alvey got like a thirty-eight percent win percentage. But y'all hate on Sam Alvey. Hey, well, yeah, I was just about to give. Roxanne. I just about to say, hey, it's sad to see a legend of the game go out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she really was a pioneer of this division, especially in when. Um, when they were really starting up the women's UFC and really getting it off the ground, there were a lot of like striking base fighters. So her coming in with a you know differing wrestling style and just kind of whenever. yeah, and she How was always down the strap. Like yeah, definitely a legend. But I think the next thing is Casey O'Neill. I think she's going to be an absolute fucking problem. Yeah, and I so, love how she I love how she flipped off the crowd and said "fuck you," but I wasn't sure. Was the crowd even booing her, or were they booing the decision that they gave him a split? No idea, but I love that she said, fuck the crowd. <laughs> she could have been booing them, and they were trying to be like, boo the decision. Like, you should have got that unanimous. They could have been on her side. <laughs> right? I'm still with it. Fuck oh, the yeah, it. Ariel Haloni asked her if she was, like, ready for uh, Shevchenko, and she's like, not now, but in four years' time, I'll, I'll be ready. That's four my cap. She said four years' cap. I was like, wow. I, that, I can go get a master's part. degree in four years. Real talk. And she's about to get a master's in fighting. But she said she's, she's only, only, what, like 24? Four, yeah. We're swimming for Valentina to be like 40? Exactly. Yeah. I just thought it, was an interesting, I thought it was an interesting take. I had to bring it to the table. Yeah, but I do actually – there is a part of me that, yeah, maybe four years is a But how many aggressive. of these idiots are like, give it to me next, and they That's, fucking get starched? That's what I'm saying. I do like when a fighter is sort of, you know, conscious of the fact of like, hey, there's levels to this shit and like build the right way, build a brand, build your game and be a champion level fighter when you get a champion level fight. Like that's we see it so many of these guys, five, six fights in and it's like, all right, I want the belt. It's like, yeah, I bet you want it. But like there's levels to this shit. Speaking of levels, the next fight showed some levels and Arlovsky is on that level that he is the ultimate gatekeeper of this heavyweight division. And it's, you can't call him a gatekeeper because he's been the champ and he's been here for so long, but he right now is the perfect test to see if you are ready for that top 10 in the heavyweight division. And then Derek, although he looked okay toward the end, like he was starting to do good. He's, he ain't ready. He he's need to you know mm-hmm. get back on the bike, get another, get some other fights in, and uh, trim down a little bit. In my opinion, I feel like he looked a little heavy in there, looked a little slow. And yeah, I think that's something that is interesting in the heavyweight division now. Because I feel like he just takes short notice. There fights. are a ton of guys who like. I feel like that's changing where every guy used to be two sixty five, you know, and you just yeah. stay at that. Like, we but now we're showing that like. You know, guys like Sarah, guys like Nganu, like, who aren't always pushing that number to the absolute limit. Like, 
you know, you can be a better athlete. So I'm with that. I think if Jared and uh, Vendera drops five, 10 pounds, like, and comes in that, better that little step faster, man. Cause if he was, yeah. a, if he was that much faster, that fight was closer than it, it, it maybe looked. If you look at right. the, like striking and stuff, it was closer than it, I thought. Right. Originally. And I think Andre was a little not safe in it, but he kind of knew like this guy can't knock me out. I'm going to just, you know, do what I need yeah. to do. But if he was like, I'm even saying like 15, 20 pounds lighter, he would have been that much faster to be able to, you know, catch him and not, not yeah. maybe knock him out, but to be, get those jabs in, get that. At least be, honestly, at least be just first in those exchanges. Exactly. You know, he was, he was second every single time. Yeah. Next fight. Nice fight. Next fight. Yo, honestly. The lock Yo, of the night. Shout out, bro. You started what was a very good run for the boys right here when, when Brick was like, no, who do we got in this next fight? I said, let's not be stupid. Let's listen to Matty P right here. Let's hammer Bobby Green by decision. And that's exactly oh. what happened. Yo, that was a snipe. Great pick. Shout out. Bro, great I pick. told you when it comes to the boxing, Bobby Green is fucking so nice, man. He's so hard to hit. And this, I knew Nasrat's a beast, though. And, like, I didn't see him getting knocked out. So, I'm like, this seems just like a perfect, oh, shit. Oh, we got some God. live reactions over here. <laughs> Oh my God! That Watching was a that Conk and Calf uh, Champions League. That was a wild yeah. corner exchange. That was wild. Brick got yeah. Seattle, and they almost got scored on. But yeah, Here Bobby Green, man, it, he is a beast, and I can't wait to see you know what's next for him. <laughs> we'll probably talk about that later in the show, but absolutely domination by Bobby. I mean, he's become like Twitter's favorite fighter overnight. Man. So I'm with it. I love that. No judges. I mean, we were on this early. We put them on all for uh, second team, all 2020. You know, we were first team all COVID, bro. First, first team all COVID. You first so, unanimous decision. No judges. Bobby Green. Huge Bobby Green fans over here. No doubt. And then moving on to my lock of the night, Hanato Moicano over Alex Hernandez. I thought, again, levels to this shit. I love the sub. It was just clean. I think. It's just one of those things that, like, like we've said, and there's so many of these matchups where they try to get these new hype guys. And I know at some point you have to match make in some of these guys who have been around the block and have taken some L's, but it's like, dude, some of these guys who have fought in 30 times, taking on someone with 13 fights, like, it just, there's a complete different, you know, level of experience. And this just fight- like, yeah. Went exactly yeah. how I said it would go. And yeah. exactly like I thought it would. I thought that this guy, fucking Hernandez, was going to come out in the first round and get subbed in the second after he gassed out. Literally, rear naked choke with the body lock. It's exactly how, how I pictured this fight going. It's crazy. But he did I it on the feet first, man. He really chopped yeah. up on the feet. Yeah. And I, I was think, actually impressed with that. I didn't. He stood I didn't and struck with him for a while. Because... Hernandez scares me in that first round. I know he's powerful and he can catch anybody. So I ne- I didn't throw it in my parlays. Wish I did. But well, yeah, Moicano's I, fought killers on the feet, though. Go back and look at some of his re- like he's fought sure. killers. Right. He so, has. But when he loses, he gets caught in the first round. So that's I was like, oh shit! Like I don't know if this. Is oh, don't like, get me wrong. I, I like definitely had a hedge bet. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like I had, I bet Moicano. 
but I had a hedge bet on Hernandez in the first round because if he's going to do it, he's going to be in that first round. 600? Why not? Absolutely. But then one that the podcast was very split on, and unfortunately we have to bow down. Matty P was right. Jared Cannonier knocking out Blonde Brunson. Oh, bro. Yeah, Brunson. This was the one thing that fucked up my night. Like, we were on such a heater. I had so much confidence. I was really riding with Nils picks. And he was in like, that first round, you were like, oh, this is a lock. Mm-hmm. You know? I was like, yeah, that's fucking so hell. Just this give so me 15 good, more seconds, and he's this fight's over. Bro, yeah, I don't know. Something about Cannoneer in that fight, I just had a gut feeling. And I never, I got to always go with the gut on those. Right. And I just knew his takedown defense was so good. And he did pretty solid, but. Those elbows, dude. Holy shit. Brutal. How much to take one of those? A lot. Just one. More than what Brunson made. I'll say far that. more than more, more than, than what Izzy made. made. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dana White ain't giving out the kind of checks I would need to take that hit. No chance. But let's go. Talking about elbows. We got our boy. Bam, bam. Holy fucking shit. Bro. One of the best heavyweight fights I've seen in a long time. Long time. It was what? Who would have seen Derek Lewis coming out trying to get a single leg on him? It did. Yeah, it did. Wild. But what was more wild to me is the eight shots combined that over the first and second round that Ty just took. And I was like, oh, well, this is over. Like, Ain't nobody takes a fucking uppercut to the dome. When he was on the, on the cage, he just yeah, swings. Just bang, bang. Oh. I was like, and then he gets oh. back up and doesn't shield up. He gets back up and was like, and immediately right just starts swinging. No, no cover up or nothing. Just starts swinging back. I mean, if honestly, I'm just at the point like, if you don't love Ty Tuivasa, we're not friends anymore. Like, that's just, bro, that's I where made, we're at. Man, I made a lot on this fight. And guess what? I didn't bet Ty. I didn't bet Lewis. I put 20-something dollars to win like 40 or something that someone would get knocked out in the second round. Damn. Okay, see? Smacked it, bro. Because I knew, I was like, yo, everyone predicts this going out in the first. It's not. It's not. Every right. time they say that, it's not happening. So I was like, I'm going to just go big on the second round. I don't know who's winning because it's a firefight. Right. And I mean... Technically, both of them absolutely could have knocked out in the second round. Like, yeah. I didn't want Bro, any, that I didn't crazy want exchange where Ty was lose. like, boom, <laughs> and then he stopped, elbow, oh, my God. And just seeing Derek Lewis get exchange. folded like that. You don't see that. You don't see, like. Well, and people like, are trying to say that he, like, just quit. Mike, bro. Bro, no. His shit. He, he landed on his knee first and covered up. I'm like, bro. You get hit by that elbow by Ty and tell yeah. me you wouldn't. That's called your right. body shutting down so you get folded and then your brain slipping on and going, holy shit, I'm in the cage with a fucking killer. And you go like this just out of like instincts. Like, yeah. What like, in the fuck get, are people talking about? knocked out cold to where like you just fall on your face. Like, yeah, he fell on a knee first, but bro, it's he did not quit. There's no. I will say my favorite situation. one. One of my favorite tweets um, from this whole like exchange with Ty and everything 
is it was a picture of Ty and it was a picture of Francis. And it goes, which one of these two is going to go toe to toe with Derek Lewis and actually swing? I mean, you know the answer. Yeah. And it's such crazy. It's such a crazy thing right now. What do you think that that's exactly what I was going to say? Because it is weird because technically he was, he was now third in the rankings. He's now what? Third in the rankings. You didn't see that? The UFC yeah, rankings Derek Lewis third. was third. He took his spot, fam. From 12th. From, from 11. I mean, that's what I was fucking trying to tell you on Saturday now. Nil was trying to be like, bro, he's 12th. Like, he's probably going to fight like a doc is. Maybe like Tom Aspinall or something. I'm like, bro, no. He's too big of a star. Like, so, they're going to so get him. Here's what we're probably going to see is what I think. I think we're going to see him versus Rio Gan. And I don't like that fight for him at all. No. But I think that's what we're going to see because it makes sense. Because Stipe and Jones are angling at each other. And Ganu's like hurt and has to do surgery. He's right in that mix. Cerrito's off a loss. And, and, and oh, man, actually, especially depending on how the surgery goes, you know for a fact. Dana White would love to have another interim bell and have Ty have the chance to get that. Oh, he's going to give that to Jones and Stipe over Ty. Probably. But if that, I mean, if that fight can actually get off, let's be real. Like, there's a lot of hoops to jump through to get that. Who else is in these rankings? I wouldn't hate him against Curtis Blades. That's the fight I want to see. No, I thought, I thought Doc, really? Is he? Bro, trust. Blades is fighting someone soon, too. Interesting. It is. You're right. You're right. Damn. Blades that's a- I wouldn't hate the winner of that. Like, I mean, it. No, Blades yeah, that would make sense. But then Surreal's just sitting there. Yeah. Can, can Ty make a fight with Surreal a brawl? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the I only way he's winning that fight. If he's dan- they're dancing around the outside of the ring, that's a gone fight right. all day. But I think but he's, I think he can. He's at been least, fighting a lot smarter. He's as enough, late, but the brawler mentality is what won him Saturday. And I think and if he can mix that with his smarts, he's he can beat anyone. And not even entirely like the brawler mentality. I like what he did in the first round, where he was able to kind of corner him a bit and yeah. get him against the cage. And I think he could do the same thing to Cyril, where, like, I think one aspect of Ty's game that, like, people really sleep on, because obviously there's a lot more flashier things to look at with Ty, his footwork is elite. Like, the way he can, and it's something almost in, like, a kind of a Max Holloway type thing, where or, like, a Justin Gaethje, where you don't notice the footwork, but it's so precise in a phone book, in a mm-hmm. phone booth. And that's where it's really like, like those tiny inches, those tiny movements are what make the difference in a firefight exchange like he had with um, Derek Lewis. Like the fact that he can set those little traps and the fact that he can get, you know, Derek Lewis trying to slide out to the right, cuts him off, and then that elbow's there. You know, like those little things that I think is really elite with Ty, and I want to see him against these, like, Curtis Blades, Cyril Gaon, like, these better athletes at the top of the division. Like, I'm curious to see 
how much of the hit, the like speed factor comes in with him. Yeah. But um, hop into the main event here. Yeah, let's hop in the main event. Israel Adesanya defeated Robert Whitaker to retain the middleweight championship of the world. Unanimous decision. Fellas, what did we think of the fight overall? Man, I thought it was way closer than the judges had it. I wouldn't say I would have given it to Whitaker, but I could see an argument for rounds two, four, and five. I agree with that. I do think it was close, but here's you got to take it from the champ in my head. You can't, you know, it's not a 100% agree with that. This is something I thought is he won every round other than maybe round five. And like two was close, and, and they two were all, but they were all razor thin to me. Right. Round one was not, but round two, yeah, and yeah. Round one was obviously easy. I thought Whitaker could have swung round two off the takedown. And mm-hmm. they had about the same amount of strikes, so I thought the takedown <laughs> more given him that. Obviously, he didn't do much with any of the takedowns. He took his back on one in the third round, but Izzy never seemed in danger. So that yeah, and you know what I think? I don't think Izzy won four out of five, though. I really do think it was more of a three-two situation. I thought four and five were kind of clear, but I could see I, I wouldn't have given it to Whitaker. That's all. I no, know. that's fair. And But I've been kind of sitting on this take all week where I'm kind of thinking that people with when we get a dominant champ and especially when they fight some guy for a second time, I feel like almost the standard, like Izzy's been so dominant that just when Whitaker does better than the first time, people are like, Whitaker won. And it's like, well, no, no, no. He just got closer to winning. Like, does that make sense? I feel like it also happens to guys like Usman or even when Khabib was on his dominant run where it was like people were trying to give rounds to people against Khabib just because they didn't get taken down, you know? And I feel like it's kind of almost the same thing now with Izzy. Like, oh, just because he didn't knock you out or hit you with 75 strikes in a round, like, oh, now we're going to say you beat him? And it's like, no, so you didn't beat him. The thing is with Izzy is it just was a lot, a lot of leg kicks. So it was like, how in my eyes, and this is doesn't mean it's right, a significant strike is a significant strike, but a punch to the face counts more in my head than a leg kick, right? That's I don't fair. Know why, but I don't know but why that Robert, it's not true. It, it's not true. wasn't really landing that much like that double jab was landing and if yeah. you look at heads if you look at head strikes Whitaker landed more head strikes but definitely but again in were, the same way if we're gonna if we're gonna yeah. scale it if we're gonna score it on that kind of scale a good leg kick is probably about as effective as a jab if if Whitaker was laying in hooks and massive you know combos then sure but a quick double jab well while, while effective I mean, that's kind of the same thing as a body. Well, that was what's weird to me. Whitaker never threw. He never followed it up. He and never I mean, threw his, his, I don't know if he's right or left-handed, but he just kept double jabbing the whole time, leaning in double, and I, it was probably part of his uh, game plan, but he did not throw his power hand at all. Yeah, he definitely he always, seemed like he was scared scared Whitaker of getting really countered. One, two, and follows with a high kick. That's one of his signature moves. I love that move from Whitaker. I didn't see it once. Nope. And I think it's definitely, obviously, you're fighting one of the most elite counter punches of all time. But, like, 
at some point in the fight, especially if you do want to make that case that you are taking the belt from the champ, some point you got to put yourself in some danger. Like you got to go. Well, for it. Like, if he was able to, when he took his down, if he was able to land strikes and hold him there for mm-hmm. even a minute and a half, a minute, I would have given him that fight, but he couldn't hold him there and he didn't land any damage when he was down there. No, so that's where I'm like, okay, yeah, you got the takedown point. That's a check for you, but that doesn't, you know, the, a takedown with no damage and no anything just kind of counts as like a good punch or something. It doesn't yeah, even strike count. landed almost. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, so, brain, you know, kids control kind of thing. Like, yeah. Like if the strikes were dead even, then yeah, that'll swing you the round, but they weren't, you know, as he was up. So yeah. That's how I see it. And it's such a tough situation because like, I almost, I feel like we're about to do the same shit again, where we're going to be like, all right, well, Izzy won the first two, so we can't give Whitaker an, an automatic rematch, obviously. So Whitaker, go. He's going to beat the shit out of fucking two or three top five guys, and then we're going to be right back in this same thing in 18 months. Like, so here's what I see the future. I think Whitaker versus Vittori. I think that's an easy one. Either Whitaker versus Vittori yeah. or Whitaker versus Costa. One of those two for sure. I, I, I thought I mean, those two idiots were going to fight. Well, yeah. we're going to get into it in MMA news, but okay, I, I'm going to bring it up now. Somebody called out Paulo Costa, and I love this fight for him. Oh, I, I know who you're talking about. But who do you think's next for Izzy before we leave? Um, I know Tom's, uh, Com's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be Cannonier. Has to be Cannonier. It's Cannonier, and then probably the winner Kamsat. of what you just said. Kamzat's like think, three, five fights. I actually want to no, see no, no, Kamzat. No, I didn't finish my question though. Do you think Kamzat is the one to be thrown? Is he? Yes. No. Yes. Absolutely, I do. Probably. <laughs> I think if it's anybody, man, comes uh, I don't know why the hype is. That's actually a fight, though, that I do want to see. I want to now see Juan Brunson versus Kamza. I don't want to see that. Kamza's fighting Gilbert next. I think, see, here's the problem. I think Kamza should be at middleweight. <laughs> I think he should be over with the middleweights, man. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. we're going to do some work, but. He, with the amount of wrestling that's in middleweight, which is not much, if Whitaker is your best wrestler, your wrestling in the in the way is not that good. Maybe Benson, but Kamzat's wrestling is on another level, man, and he would be right. scary in the division for these guys. That, I think. That's just sort yeah. of what I was saying, Brunson, because, again, I don't think there's any wrestlers that can go with him in that division. Oh, so Kamzat like, comes into the let's try division. Like, His first fight's going to be Darren Till. And he's gonna fucking starch there until he get a title shot. Yeah, I could see. They're it. just training together. Yeah, no, that too? was photoshopped. <laughs> Fake For real? news. Yeah, Darren Till was like three hundred pounds. It was a guy that looked like him. For real? They looked real to me. I don't know. Damn. <laughs> right, maybe I'm fucking, but yeah. Let's hop into some MMA news. Yep. Well, let's just start it off with. Our fucking guy, King Bobby Green, stepping the fuck up. Darius got hurt against Islam, which of course Islam or the dude who's fighting him gets hurt every single time. I will never mm-hmm. bank on that fight happening ever again. Mm-hmm. 
So no. Bobby Green said, fuck it. I just had a three-round war. I'll, I'll go fight in 10 days. I don't give a fuck. Against Islam, who's like... His first main event, bro. For first Bobby main Green. Crazy. Crazy. Wild, bro. That's like... That's like a rocky story. More than deserved. If he wins this, I swear, man, we're going to see so many Bobby Green pictures for people's Twitter. It's going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Bobby Green stand accounts. Do you think? I'm just a little worried. I mean, he does have good takedown defense, but. He's a good wrestler. He is. He is a good wrestler, but God, do you think he can keep Islam on his feet long enough to just put on a Bobby Green show? I think it's a slight chance, man. And I think his chance, he needs to, he needs to start him quick. Yeah. But he keeps t- his hands low, which is good for takedown defense, but the way Islam strings together his grappling, you block, you can make sure that first one doesn't hit, you know, that first double. You can defend the first six. It doesn't matter. It changes it into a single. But and they, they wrestle knowing that you're going to stuff the first one. Exactly. I've seen, I've seen this, like, video on it that Khabib's, like, explaining, like, yo, we shoot just to, like, get a hold of you, and we know you're going to push your head and stuff this, and we secure here, turn around, take back, done. And yeah. I'm just like, yo, that's – okay. Now I get it. Right. So, yeah, it's a whole different animal. Hey, but I'm going to be rooting for Bobby Green the whole fucking Oh, night. no fucking doubt. Do no I think doubt. he'll win? If there's, you know, if you put a gun to my head and say whoever wins, you survive, I'm going to have to go with Islam on it. But Bobby Green's my guy, so I want him to win all day. I'm curious what those odds are going to be because I feel like we're going to get some good money on Bobby. Definitely. Yeah, Islam's probably going to be a big favorite. Oh yeah. What else we got? Uh, MMA MMA news? News? Oh yeah, shit. My MMA news was Luke Rockhold calling out Paulo Costa. He said he thinks Paulo Costa doesn't uh, respect the game, and he wants to be the one to show him to the door. I'm down. And honestly, the way he like said it, I was like, "Yo, I'm in. I'm in on this, Luke Rockhold." And if he had said Rockhold it differently, yeah. But especially Paulo Costa and the way he was like, "I want to show this cat the door. Like, you don't respect the game." Like showing up drunk to his fights. Like, what are we doing? Like, I like Bro, that. That's a scary fight for someone who gets chinned. You know what I mean? Like, because Costa hits like a fucking truck. If, if, Luke, if Luke can get that to the ground and get on a grappling thing, if he can take his back, it's a wrap. Because Luke has some of the craziest ground and pound. We'll never, we'll never see it. But like, a sick fight would be Luke Rockhold versus Izzy. If like Rockhold could win like two or three big ones. Like, say he came back and starched Costa, then got, like, Whitaker and beat him, like, I mean, decisively. Honestly, like, they might give him that shot quicker than you think just off the fact that he's he slapped the division. Exactly. Correct. Like, he be, yeah, so. Oh, what, are you going to give someone their rematch before but, you give All right, my Luke point is prime, prime Luke Rockhold against Izzy would be a dope fight. Oh, yeah. I think Izzy still pieces him up. Correct, but yeah, it'd be a sick fight nonetheless. Anyway, definitely. Any other news? I don't got it. Nothing. All right. Well, let me just put this up here. Oh, is this the time to talk? Oh no, we we got a segment for it. All right. Yep. This podcast is sponsored by Air Sugar, a first of its kind super confectionery based out here in Phoenix, Arizona, that specializes in raw organic desserts, energy snacks, and clean label confections. 
Use the promo code NOJUDGES to get 25% off all EarthSugar products, including their variety pack on the clean energy bars. Um, this, is, this gift set is gluten-free, vegan, and paleo in a perfect sweet gift for any family, friend, or high-performing athlete. So get out there. LoveEarthSugar.com. Promo code NOJUDGES, 25% off. Yo, I gotta be real. I'm the type of person to usually hate these kind of like earth sugar products. And I actually like this stuff. So that says a lot. I'm usually like, yo, these shits don't say what they do. They're not about it. These shits are whack. They don't taste good. Earth sugar is the first one that tastes good, does what it says. It's real. Go to loveearthsugar.com. Let's get it. No doubt. And then talking about something that uh, might not be as uh, clean label. But uh, let's get into some bare knuckle fighting talk. Let's fucking do it, bro. We got some BKFC. Stacked fucking card. I mean, all I know is we got Mike Perry in the Let Me Bang, bro. Yeah, I think yeah, one in the thing, which is great. They're the co-main. They're the co-main event. I wanted to open up with that. How many? I'm big Perry this fight. I do not need a loss from. Let me yeah. bang, bro. No. How many I'm combined brain cells do you think are in this fight? Like seven? I think Perry's smarter than we give him credit for. I don't think Lane is, though. No. Mike, Mike <laughs> I Perry can see that with Mike Perry. In press conference. You guys see that? Huh? Mike Perry, Perry brought it back. He brought it back to the press conference. So Lane was like, what you going to do, you little bitch? And Mike Perry stood up and pulled the fucking bat out of his, like, pants and was like, what's good? <laughs> and, like, Julian Lane's like, oh, shit, you brought the bat, like, you coward. Like, it shit was hilarious. That's actually funny. I mean, at this point, this is one degree from, like. Yo, this is bad blood. I yeah. mean, fucking Julian Lane rolled up on Perry when he was announcing and was like, hey, yo, platinum pussy, what's good? What's good? Trying to fight him, and Mike oh, Perry I forgot about that. Okay, drew hands at him. That's why this fight's entertaining as shit to me. All right, I'm in. Bang, bro, who like talks shit on the sidelines to Mike Perry against bro, and like, it's Mike like Perry. Five, bro, it's like this is a pay per view I'm buying. It's like yeah, five <laughs> it's five bucks. We got bro, Chad Mendez taking on somebody. I don't even and know what Chad Mendez is in this fight. Five two minute rounds. Okay. No, but dude, I, this is the one that scares me because everyone's gonna be like, "Mendez is winning this fight." Mendez, it's Mendez, blah blah blah. Who the nah, fuck is this other dude? guy? Who the and fuck is this other dude that they decided to it to, for and Mendez? He's tied it to the gills. I know. Joshua but his, Alvarez. But his last fight, two pro fights, one loss, one win. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but <coughs> no picture like, on topology. Oh, no, what I got. This is what I got right here. What do we got here? Fames. Oh, okay. Or Fames. Yeah, Fames. Um, literally. Yeah, all... no, this looks like a killer on this photo. This okay. looks like a guy who can throw hands. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I know topology doesn't have deep research on bare knuckles. But literally, all they got is his name, nickname, and that he's from Florida. No <laughs> earnings, no last fight, no record, no current streak. Martin, we got the lightweight championship. Martin Brown, Luis Palomino going down in this shit. I'm down for that. 
little, little scrap. I don't know much about these guys, but I'm always down for a title fight. And I will say, I don't know if this is as big of a rivalry, but I'm sure it is. Tampa, Florida versus Miami. Like, where's this being fought? In Hollywood, Florida, just outside of Miami. So I feel like that's going to be one of those, like, like South, you know, I feel like South Florida and Miami almost kind of think they're different than like the rest of Florida. Like, I don't know. Could be a good scrap. And then yeah, the first fight on the main. I don't know any of these guys, but. Oh, I don't either. But we got the female uh, flyweight championship, Britton Hart against Christine Perea. Seems like a solid fight. I mean, Britton Hart, the name sounds familiar. I feel like she was a former boxer, or like Bellator fighter. Sounds like WWE star. Like Bret Hart's tag team. Oh, I meant to say that earlier with uh with Ty. I feel like Ty Tuivasa is like a wrestler that's gone rebranded. He's oh yeah, now like Shuivasa. He's not as much Bam Bam and like Ty and like the Aboriginal and like nope. He comes out to weird shit now. He comes out to like Spice Girls and chugs beers and he's the Shuivasa. And that's yeah. Like I will. West I will Kansas. say that's just he's just the guy that I'm just so glad I was so right on. Like. I've been all in on Ty from the minute I saw this guy, and he hasn't disappointed in the slightest. Bro, same. And and when I thought that he got kicked out of the UFC, I thought that was the biggest mistake the UFC had made. So it's glad to see he's on like a five-fight win streak, all knockouts. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, that was weird when he got like cut, but no one announced it. it he was just like live on Insta, and they were like, yo, bro, you got cut? He's like, yeah. I'm like, what? And then he fought like three weeks three months later like that was weird but anything else on this bare knuckle nah no. let's just yeah let's move on i don't know it's a five dollar it's five dollar pay-per-view like it is what it be Fuck i mean to be real show. i would probably like throw five bills to like watch the two bums at circle k fight so i'm in yeah have them fight over the five booze yeah that would actually be entertaining if, like, all of our fives were just in the ring and, like, the winner of Let Me Bang versus Mike Perry get the fives. I'm in. That would be a crazy couple fights on this card. What if, what if that's how they did it? They're like, all right, your fight is worth 40 bands. Winner gets everything. Loser gets nothing. Money in the bank fucking style. Yeah. Keep the briefcase over hanging over the – uh, yeah, you get nothing if you lose. That would be fucking crazy. Oh my god, that'd be brutal. Getting knocked out for nothing. <laughs> but uh, let's get into our second sponsor of the day. No Judge Necessary is presented by Acosta Clothing, the hottest streetwear and high fashion brand coming out of the Bay Area, California. They specialize in a range of quality backpacks and accessories. Cost of clothing has been worn by some of the top MMA fighters, such as Dom Cruz, Mina Kim Dawadu, and our boy Ray Waters. You can find them at acostaclothing.com or on Instagram at acostaclothing. Get your gear up, boys. Well, let's Sorry. get into it. Uh, any uh, interesting thoughts? I feel like sometimes so we get these cards when it's you a weird card. Game. Yeah, let's hop into some pre-fight diaries. Let's we got it. Jesse Stroder, five and two, taking on Chad and Helliger, eleven and five. Honestly, I got to start this fight. I, I can't do it with this fight. I just I can't. Mm -hmm. Jesse Stroder sounds like the lead singer of like Blink One Eighty Two 
or he's about to come at me with some like in your eyes like he just that's like jesse stroder i can't like get that out of my <coughs> out of my brain and this guy chad and helger i think he's in the wrong sport he just sounds like a snowboarder yeah so yeah, he should, should be, be at the winter olympics right correct now. like but, you see that run from chad bro like on that fact i'm gonna bet on the canadian but chad is wow a minus 295 favorite plus 220 for the uh basis for nine inch nails um anything yeah, on I this be watching this one as a fan because i don't know shit. but yeah sure <laughs> next one i am a fan of diana belvicha 14 and 6 taking on Gloria De Paula. I don't know much about Gloria, but Diana is one of the, you know, she's kind of a like woman's Adrian Yanez. She's pretty electric in the cage and on Twitter. So she's big friends with our boy Bane. So I'm all in on Diana in this. That's enough for me. And looking at their records, I can see 15 and 6 and 5 and 5. Five and five, that's a tough record. Who's favorite in this fight? Uh, wow, Belmuda is only a minus 125 favorite. DePaula is plus, or basically even. Let's take a look at Gloria. She lost to uh, Cheyenne Vlismas, or Baez, well, Vlismas now, and Jinyu Frey on back-to-back fights. And she came off a decision on the Contender Series. That ain't it, Chief. No, Maddie P's right with that. Yeah, <clears throat> I like Belbita in this fight. And you're getting half decent odds as well. Yeah, I don't hate that at it's all. It's probably going the decision, like most of these early prelim fights. And the next fight, we got Chaz Skelly, 18 and 3, taking on Mark Striegel, also 18 and 3. I feel like, you want to switch the banner? I feel like uh, Mark Striegel here, his nickname needs to be like Hollywood or Mr. Hollywood. It's, he sounds like a director, you know, like it was written by Mark Striegel. I can uh, see that. Just like, yeah, like your favorite comedy or whatever was written by Mark Striegel. I just can't take this guy serious. I don't know. It sucks because the only fight we've seen him in was against Saeed Nurmagomedov, and that's not a mm-hmm. fair fucking fight. <laughs> so, and Skelly's been here for a minute. Um, I'm just so far out on Skelly. He's had two fights in the last four years. He's had six canceled bouts, one no contest in those. Like, I don't know. I just get, I ain't got no time for Chad Skelly. So give me the director, Striegel. What are the odds? Chad Skelly's actually a minus 215 favorite plus 170 for Striegel. I think that's some good value. I was going to say, I kind of think Chad Skelly's going to roll. Like, this is like the spot where you think Chad Skelly. Chaz Skelly doesn't win, and then he just comes through and wins. Dude, like, Chad Kelly's going to get his ass beat with a vacuum cleaner. Nah. Every time you go against this guy because you think he's not about it, he shows you he's swamp tough, and he fucking wins. What do you mean? He's had one fight in the last four years. like, And that's exactly the fight I'm talking about. We probably bet against him, and he won it. Yeah, Jordan Griffin in 2019. Okay, like, exactly. <laughs> I've done a lot of dumb shit since 2019. <laughs> And it, I don't know. I ain't don't it. sleep on the swamp, man. Ugh. Next <laughs> fight. 
Next fight, we got Jessica Rose Clark, 11 and 6 out of Australia, taking on Stephanie Egger, 6 and 2 out of Switzerland. Honestly, fellas, I got enough. I got Rose Clark all day. Yeah. I was a little impressed just the fact that Stephanie Egger, as such a young fighter, at least went to decision with Tracy Cortez, but she got fucking pieced up by her, in, to be completely honest. So. I'm kind of leading with you. I think Rose Clark's got this. Jessica is coming in at minus 182 favorite. I think that's kind of like a slip that in on some parlays. Try to get some early juice. But I could really see this fight going to decision. That's actually probably Yeah, this fight's 100% going to decision. Let me see what the odds on that. Also, minus 182 for this fight to go to decision. So... Pick which one you feel more confident in, and you're getting minus 182. Next fight. Next fight, we got Gabriel Benitez, 22-9 and nine, out of Mexico, taking on David Onama, 8-1 and one in the featherweight division. What do we got, fellas? Bro, this is, of all the prelims, this is kind of the one I think I know. <laughs> Rose Clark right. was one. But David Onama... Had a fucking war with uh, what's his name, Miles Mason Jones. Mason Jones. Miles Jones or no? Mason Not Jones. Mason, You're right. Mason Jones. Who's a legit like prospect? So I think this is gonna be Onama all day. Um, yeah. Damn, I'm the complete opposite on this fight. I think this is Benitez all day. He's been in the UFC since 2014. I don't know. This caddy's had one nice fight with Mason Jones about to come up in here. Eight and one. This guy's 22 and nine. We've seen it all. That's that's yeah. the mentality, I think, of this fight. I could be so wrong, though. I'm kind of leaning on the fact with Nil where I think it's a levels fight where I want David Onama. I think he is an exciting prospect, but I just think there's levels to it. Gabriel Benitez has just been in the cage with such higher-level fighters. He got he obviously, yeah, but still, he he beat Justin James. Like he definitely has lost a lot of these fights. He said, "Still, he beat Justin." I, James. I know. Even <laughs> as I said it, even yo, as I said it, yo, I didn't feel yo, that good. Yo, so, yo, yo, stop it, yo. Now I'm for sure. God, this is a lot. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh no. I think I'm back. I think I'm with you. That, that oh, just didn't no. sound right. Oh. Give me David Onama a minus 167 favorite plus 130 for Benitez. If you're dumb enough to listen to me, please don't. Please don't. Next fight. That was great. We got Mario Batista eight and two. Taking on Jay Perrin, 10 and 4. This is a male bantamweight fight. I don't even know, but here we are. Mm hmm. Uh, well, I mean, say pass. The, I don't know. The only thing I know about either of these guys is that Mario Batista hit that flying knee on Miles Johns, and I bet on Miles Johns and lost on that fight, and he was a pretty big underdog in that one. So. I guess I'd lean Batista. Oh, wow. Yeah. Batista's a minus 335 favorite. I don't think I can take that juice. I mean, yeah, what, would, bro. what would maybe... Jay Perrin, the savage out of Lowell, Massachusetts, bro. Oh, wait, what now? 
Changes everything. The Savage. Jay yeah, Gray I was like, Lowell. people this dude, from Lowell. This dude lost on the Contender Series and won two straight fights. One at Cage Titans and one at CES 64. Who did he lose to on Contender Series? Dwight Joseph via unanimous decision. I don't like when he lose to someone named Dwight, but hey, the odds that it may be worth betting on this cat. Dwight Joseph. Yeah, Dwight Joseph's a unit. <laughs> No, but, I know, but the name I think was. yeah. Give me Jay Perrin, the fucking crazy fuck from Lowell. Lowell's a uh, not <laughs> Lowell's quite a, affluent. Lowell's a different breed. Yeah, they're not quite as affluent as uh, some other places around Boston, but they definitely breed some tough son of a bitches. So, um, yeah. Oh shit! Let's do it. Let's do it. Next fight. Next fight, we got Jonathan Pierce, 11 and 4, out of the USA, taking on Christian Rodriguez, 7 and 0, also out of the USA. This is a featherweight fight. What do we got? I don't know anything about this Rodriguez cat. Um, I know Pierce has been in here for a minute, and I do, I do lean Pierce just because of that. But I don't know. I probably won't touch this because I don't know anything about the other guy. Yeah, honestly. I think that JSP probably will knock him out, but um, he's a minus 335 favorite. That is a little hefty for me. JSP by knockout is plus 145. I think there's some value there. Or really my pick for this fight, under one and a half rounds plus 120. I think JSP's got a lot of early finishes, and I think with Christian Rodriguez going against a guy like this, in his debut, I think he's going to kind of come out hot. Maybe he'll catch him, but I think the safest, my best pick is that under one and a half rounds plus one twenty. I'm, I'm going C Rod in this in this fight. Really? Yeah. Plus two fifty five. You like yeah. C Rod? I, I like the story. I like that he's undefeated with uh with with six finishes. And the one time he didn't get a finish was unanimous decision on the contender series. And he said, fuck that. I'm going to go to another promotion and get another finish and then come through. I don't know. I just like the progression. He didn't just jump right away. I know it's only one more fight, but just the mindset of that, I really like a lot. And he's gotten a lot of finishes. Well, just and I feel like JSP is going to bring chaos to the fire and give him a chance to do something. Right. If this kid's about it, he's going to spark him or, or finish him somehow. So, and if you really think that you can get Christian Rodriguez plus 600 for knockout TKO or DQ, there's some value in that. If you really think C Rod got a chance, plus 600, like, come on. I might have to throw some money on that. Let's do it. Next fight. Yo, next fight has my brain in a pretzel because we got Joaquin Buckley 13 and 4. Taking on Abdul Razak Al Hassan, eleven and four. This is a middleweight fight. My brain is in a pretzel because Joaquin Buckley, Abdul Razak Al Hassan, Jamie Pickett, William Knight uh, are just all wrapped in my brain. It's just one person, T-Rex, and I can't. Kenny, yeah, like. there's just so many guys in this eighty. Trevin Giles. Uh, there's just so <laughs> many guys up in here that I just mix in that I just can't. And I'm just and they're all like solid. They've had some good finishes. They've all taken well, Stewart, 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 and then like Buckley's there's so many guys. Buckley's Who? gonna get the dub. Um, 
he they're both dynamic and very like gonna knock you the fuck out. If you want to play the MMA math game, um, Buckley lost to D. Churchio or whatever, and then what's his name? Yeah, but then Abdul beat him. So if you want to play that game, yeah, but I think that Abdul, when he has someone that's just as powerful as him, he's gonna be, you know, he's lost to those guys, kind of <laughs> like a, what's his name, Chaos. So I don't know if Buckley's going to knock him out like that, but I just see him being, you know, one step ahead here, more willing to trade, backing him down. But who yeah, knows? I don't hate it. I'm not betting Joaquin's on this. a minus 155 favorite, plus 124 on out. Uh, Abdul uh, Al-Hassan. Jeez, I could not get that one out. <laughs> but, yeah, I – I think I'd win Buckley. This fight not to go know. the distance. This is such a toss-up to me. Why do I weirdly think over one and a half rounds? Yeah. Minus 115 no, I plays. I kind of feel like a late knockout's going to happen. Yeah. <clears throat> I think That's that might be my shit. pick. Like, everyone thinks this is going to be a quick, like, flash knockout, and these guys are No, it's going to be the third round. round randomly. One of these guys actually throws a correct, nice uh, – like technical left hook, and they just slip and counter. Under Instead over how many times we're going to see the Buckley kick this week? Ooh. This week or that night? <laughs> from now till then, uh, from UFC promoting it. Nine hundred and seventy-three. <laughs> Nine and a half. Over. I think it's minimum seventeen. Like, especially with. No disrespect, this isn't the hypest card there is that they're going to beat us over the head with that. All right, all right, fair. Next fight. Next fight, we got Jim Miller, 33-16, and 16, taking on Nicholas Mota, 12-3, and 3, in the lightweight division. What the fuck are we doing here, boys? Like, Oh, man, this smells what are we just doing? like – this smells – Wait, just hold like on another now. Miller submission. You're telling me, and yes. I know we usually do a little analytics first. You're telling me Jim Miller's a fucking plus one fifty underdog. No Lock fucking of the night. Lock of the fucking night. Jim Miller Bro, has literally. Oh my god! Oh, he's Jim submitting it. Sub, I would love that. Oh. That's plus 335 for Jim Miller Bro, by sub. Nicholas Mota submitted Joe Lowry on the Contender Series. I went to high school with Joe Lowry. Fuck a Joe Lowry. Jim Miller well, we didn't, One thing's for sure is we didn't go to high school with Jim Miller because I didn't go to high school in the 70s. No. Yeah. <laughs> my dad might have, but no chance. Oh, my God. This is – like, what – Am I? Do I need to do a little more research on Nick Mota? Like, why? Why is he a favorite? I really don't. He has to beat anyone. Because Jim Miller's old. They keep thinking he's gonna fade, but Jim Miller just keeps tapping dudes out. Yeah, he knocked somebody out not too long ago, which was like his first knockout. He hasn't beat. Yeah, he knocked out Eric Gonzalez fucking four months ago. That's what I'm saying, man. Fucking sub Roosevelt Roberts last year, like beat Clay Guida in twenty nine. This fight makes come no on, sense, now. honestly. Come on, this is hella disrespectful. Yeah, like That's what I'm saying. And in fact, honestly, 
take this money now. Jimbo is a lock. The more I'm looking at this, yeah, this is yeah. like I need to like now get unless Moats is just like younger and like crazy more explosive and like it's clearly one sided. Then like okay, like but I just don't see that being the case. And even then, Jim Miller can take a fucking beating until you empty your tank and then sub you. So that's the thing, especially with his sub game, like he's never out of it. Like, oh, that is that's insane. I was literally gonna come in here being like, oh, he's probably my pick of the night, but I thought he was gonna be a minus two hundred. Like, oh, plus one fifty, cash that all day. Next fight. We got Parker Porter, 12 and 6, taking on Alan Bardot, 8 and 2, heavyweight scrap. What are we thinking? Opening belt thoughts. Bro, I can't go against Parker Porter anymore. Um, I just can't. I was right about him against Chase Sherman, and I just got to go with him. I don't know if I'm going to be right, but yeah. I got to ride. I really am pretty out on Alan Bardot. I. I've kind of been like you where I sort of was betting against Parker Porter early, and I think he's a little more legit than than we put on. But I actually really like over one and a half rounds, minus 141, kind of staying on that train. I think this is another one where, like, both guys have power but don't really, like, come out swinging. And then we start getting some action. I, I see a lot of clinching. A lot of kind of time wasting. And then we might get some action late in the second, third round. I don't know what to make of Bondo because it looks like he's got some good skill, but he doesn't quite put it all together. And he looks shook by the moment and the lights. And I feel like he's due. Honestly, I really do. I feel like he's due for dubs. And I could so see 92 and 12 and 7. But, <laughs> ah. It really makes me think like he could possibly do something here, but like the clear, the, my the back of my head's telling me like, bro, Parker Porter's gonna smoke. Him. Yeah, like, and I could even see him finishing him, but somehow I'm feeling like Bardo's like due for like a unanimous. This does like, kind of seem night. like that weird spot where you're like, oh, this heavyweight's about to get cut, and then they just catch a dub and like. Get two or three more fights, in the and like season. he's like Team Cyril Don in like the the MMA factory. Like I feel like he's like due to like like improve. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like if they say that this cat's like good, like he's due to get a dubs, right? And like right. show it. Yeah. What I mean, are what are the odds? Pretty good juice on it. No, Parker Porter's a minus two fifty favorite. Alan Bado plus one ninety five. I feel like he's like this in every fight, though, and I'm just like, ooh, juice, he's due. And then, like, <laughs> and then he gets washed. Yeah, so that does scare me, but. Definitely. Next fight, co-main event. Co-main event. Nothing like a co-main event like Kyle Dawkins, 10-2, taking on Jamie Pickett, 13-6. and six, In a co-main 195-pound uh, fight. Wait, what now? I had to look at what, what division this was, to be real with you. That's how much of a pretzel my brain is. When and, and throw the Dawkuses in there as well. Fucking hell! I thought this could have been a heavyweight fight. I've Why is this one ninety five? It's probably a catchweight. Last second, someone's stepping in. Yeah, Dawkus was supposed to fight Julian Marquez. Okay, that would have actually been electric. Right. This actually would have been a good card if it was Marquez. Why does? And then why do I weirdly? Do you? I have Dawkus all day in this fight. 
Why do I weirdly feel like like Dawkins is a big favorite and probably should be, and I have been so wrong on the entire Dawkins family for a long time now. But because <laughs> they're from and, Philly, yeah, mostly. But yo, um, Jamie I just kind of think Jordan this is, right. Yeah. That's why. That's why I think Dawkins. Like, I knew it was okay. All right, I'm back in. I'm back in. I just thought on a short notice, it's just going to be a weird spot for him. But you're probably right. Kyle Dock is a minus two seventy favorite. Pickett plus two ten. He's beat Pickett's beat Joseph Holmes and Loriano Staropoli yeah, in the see. UFC, and he's lost to Jordan Wright and Tafone and Chukwe and Punahele Soriano on the Contender Series. Not great. Yeah, Dock is all damn mad. Yeah. And Wait, this is not cop docus, right? I thought they were both mm-hmm. cops. Am I wrong? No, no I think I just think... Chris. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And this is the smaller docus, but now he's going up 10 Yeah, down, smaller so docus, guy who headbutted, accidental headbutt, no contest, Kevin Holland. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the controversial fight, lost to Phil Hawes in decision before that. Respectable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's only really lost to like legit talent in the UFC. So, and I think those losses were kind of you know learning experiences for him. So it is probably Dawkins all day. But we ready to do it? Main Let's event time. Yeah, main event time. Let's hop into it. We got Johnny Walker, eighteen and six out of Brazil, taking on Jamal Hill. Nine and one out of the USA in the two hundred five heavy uh, light heavyweight division. What do we got? Main event. Man, this is a tricky one for me. I mean, when I first read it, I was like Jamal Hill all day, but I think recency bias played a factor because he just starts fucking crook. So I'm like, oh shit. But Johnny Walker is a you know tough guy out, but he does chin's a little suspect to me. So I'm a, I'm riding with Hill on this one. Yeah, when I first heard this fight, I was definitely all in on Jamal Hill. But then in the second quarter of the Super Bowl, my boy (laughs) came over and he brought some Johnny Walker, green label. Johnny Walker wears green trunks. Johnny Walker winning this fight. Love it. I I like that. Based off your Super Bowl drink, I guess that's a good way to... Did you win on your bet in the Super Bowl, though? They started going a lot better. Actually, from when he showed up, the Bengals were down 10, and I put my last 75 in my account on Bengals plus 6.5 at that time, which covered. So all the dumb shit I did before that, I clearly lost, but that's not his fault. You guys see that video of uh, Jamal Hill with his son inside the Oxcon? And he's like, I got to finish here. I got like two over there. That's where I got my contract. And his son <laughs> just looks so uninterested. He just didn't do it. Yeah, job. he did not care at all. Yeah, the, I honestly the, love the that comments stuff. roasted his son. I love that stuff when it's just like, like kids just don't care. Like at the end of the day, even if your dad's like a sick athlete, like it's still probably cool, but. It's still just like your dad's job, you know? Like, did you see the one with uh, Jason Tatum? Deuce Tatum was just, like, chilling on his phone while Tatum was dropping, like, 40. Like, just absolutely cooking. Well, 
But, well, the funny shit is how Bisping's kid always used to bet against him and say you're going to lose to, like, Rockwell yeah. Anderson Silva. He'd be like, he'd be like son, who's going to win on Saturday? And be like, Anderson Silva. <laughs> Definitely. But Hilarious. I don't know. I lo- I think so there's a lot of juice in Johnny Walker plus 195. Uh, Johnny Walker is a plus 195 underdog. Jamal Hill Damn. is a minus 250 favorite. I thought it would be more of a pick but holy shit. I thought it would be a lot closer. So, Because Walker's a big motherfucker. Yeah, but I feel like if Jamal Hill lands, it's night. Yeah. With the, with the chin he got with Walker. Yeah. But again, it seemed like he survived five rounds with Tiago Santos. Now, maybe not the same Tiago Santos we're accustomed to, but still – uh, and that's kind of where I'm at with Johnny Walker. Where from, I think like, he has a chance in this, which I do like Jamal. Hill. I also don't, I don't like his coaching like last last fight, saying that he was up four rounds to none when he was probably down four rounds to none. Yeah, so that that might be something that needs nah, to be I'm fixed. Going with but... Touch him up, University. That's Jamal Hill, baby. Jimmy, my boy Johnny Walker. We're all gonna well, have I'm a drink this, this and rock on Saturday. I like that Touch him up, University. That is a fire nickname. No, I think this is going to be a banger. I think this is going to be a real on the feet striking matchup, and I, I, do, I do think that like see the worm while Johnny we Walker saw win it, like, yeah, while fuck. we saw like I think, like you said with the recency bias, like yeah, Johnny Walker definitely got touched up in this division, but it was by the top of the division. So this is really a moment for Jamal Hill to see if he really. No, on value, on value, I would go Walker all day. I think this is a way closer fight than the odds making it. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it's not like football or basketball where you could be like, oh, close Take five the and a half. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, all right, who wins? Like, So I don't know. I think uh, if if Jamal comes out like the goon he is, it's going to be tough. But, yeah, definitely value play on Walker. Yeah, I agree. But anything else before we head out, boys? I got nothing, fellas. All right. Big Saturday coming. Much love. We out.